Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Greensburg Video. That's my video and photography company located right here on Main Street in Greensburg. If you and your company are up for some fresh ideas and some engaging content, look no further than Greensburg Video. Speaking of advertising, you can do that for your business right here on the local podcast. If you're interested in that, hit me up at thelocal724.com. But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. Welcome to the Local 724 Podcast in 3, 2, 1. What's up? Welcome back to the Local Podcast. Ryan and Jordan hanging out with you. And today in studio, we have Alicia and Sarah. Uh, just kind of give us a little little intro on uh, on the show. What are we going to What are we going to do? I don't know that it'll be super cohesive, but we are going to just have some conversations about how sobriety is not weird. Right. Number one. And I don't normalizing know. sobriety. Yeah. Normalizing sobriety instead of the hyper normalization of I'll go so far as to say alcoholism. I think so. I think you should get into what you're talking about specifically, because I think everyone's down with total sobriety, but I think you see it from a perspective of it's not normalized and it's not respected. So do you want to talk yeah. about that before we get into this? Because like that might be a the good booze idea. Bullies. Yeah. I think that's a thing. Sarah and I talk about this all the time. We do. So <laughs> normalizing do. sobriety doesn't mean like we're going to, we're here to shame people who are, are trying to get sober. It's somewhere in the middle. I mean, there's so many different perspectives here. One of the things that Sarah and I have talked about a lot is, you know, if, if you are someone who is, is struggling with sobriety, that is very different than somebody who's, who's struggling with addiction with street drugs. So imagine for a second you are trying to be sober and you can't, you go, you go to a restaurant. What are you staring at? Right. You're staring at a bar. You've got a drink menu on your table. They're going to ask you what your drinks you, you, you want. You want to wait at the bar. They've got a little pamphlet of special drinks, specialty drinks. You're seeing everybody drink around you. That's very difficult for somebody who's trying to be sober. Yeah. And now through COVID, I think we've seen a change in that where every boutique, <laughs> every yoga space, you know, there's alcohol everywhere. Mm -hmm. I don't think mummy juice is, you know, an acceptable thing when you're trying to be what I think we have to be more uh, sensitive to the people who might be struggling with those things. And now they can't even go to the gym without, you know, having wine Wednesday. Right. <laughs> At a gym. At a gym. Yeah. Is that yeah. a thing? It's a thing. Wine I knew pizza was. It's a thing. <laughs> and bagels. Yeah, that's why I go to Planet. I'm there on Fridays. Pizza Fridays. Um, Guys are always like, you haven't worked out in a long time, have you? I'm like, no, but this pepperoni's good. <laughs> I, I see it like as a thing, like I understand where you guys are coming from for sure. Um, and this is coming from a dude that loves to party and drink and get together with his friends. And it's, uh, me and my friends have, uh, you know, it's a joke between, uh, the two of us, we sit and we say like, Oh, it's a special occasion. So when we're on the road and we're working and we're like, Oh yeah, you know, we can't, we don't want to slow down drinking at home, but you know, it's a special occasion when we're out on the road. So like we go to the bar every night and things like that. And it's not like we get slammed every night, but I think that is a special occasion though. Right. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, uh, say if you're dieting or something like that, like this weekend is a special occasion. So I'm going to go off the diet. Right. Like Dang. what's happening today? Yeah. I was 
fucking Saturday. It's awesome. Right. Like, everybody likes a Saturday. So it's just like, I feel, I understand like what, you know, you guys are talking about and you guys brought up some uh, pretty interesting points just via our texts and stuff before the show. So I'm excited to get into those. I think because we have four different opinions about alcohol, I'm not sober. Uh, I drink on very rare occasions, but I do like to drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a fake front tooth from drinking, so let's not get it twisted. I am not. It's a, that's a fact. Yep. I mean, there are people that have plenty of stories, so I'm not passing judgment or throwing shame. I'm not here for any of that. It's just how people react to you. So specifically in my line of work, I'm in the industry, but even out of the industry, but specifically in the industry. What's your favorite beer? Oh, I don't drink. What do you mean? I don't, well, I don't know if I can trust you. Well, that's great, but I have 20 years of experience in the industry. I have experience with craft beer, with wine, with high-end liquor. I can sell you any drink and I can get you something that you're going to love. It doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't know. So just coming from that perspective of I've gotten so it So can in. we ask you why you decided to become sober. What's that about? What, what made you decide to do that? So I'm okay. It started with, I found myself in the, I'm pretty sure it was the psych ward from day drinking. It was either that, now this is my recollection, but this is also drinking whiskeys at the double wide as soon as they open and South side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not bragging. It's just, this is matter of fact. I was day it drunk. sound like a brat. <laughs> right, yeah. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Someone out there was probably. Someone out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for Seriously. sure. <laughs> yeah. And no, like my recollection is there are police officers and then there are two paramedics. Who do you want to go with? Oh, I don't know. Obvious answer, drunk or not. So that kind of started it where... That that was like, I was supposed to be at work that day too. So that was like a brutal realization that, okay, you're not living right. And then I'm just one of those, I'm like an all or nothing person. I decided to stop smoking cigarettes and that was it. Cigarettes weren't going to control me. So as soon as that happened, okay, I'm done with booze. I'm done being drunk. This is ridiculous. And then I decided... Well, it's okay to sometimes, I got like really into the craft beer scene. Now this is before, it was either right before my oldest was born. It was probably a combination because then I was like still on the craft beer game a little bit after he was born. No, he's nine. So got into the craft beer, but it was, it was like very minimal. Like I really reined it in with my alcohol. It was like, sometimes I would drink craft beer and I liked it because it was like a thing. But then fast forward, he's two years old. I go to a wedding, empty stomach, drinking wine, have a hangover the next day, have a gash on my head. I'm like, here we go again. And then, but there's still this two-year-old that I have to take care of. And if you've ever tried to take care of a small human with a gnarly hangover, that was it. And that's when I decided Never again. There's no more sometimes beers. I clearly like alcohol and I don't mix. We just do not mix. And it took me a long time to realize that because that would be when he was, you know, I was probably like 30. So 
date myself here. I'm 38. So that's eight years ago. And I just have never, that's it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's good, good enough reason, right? You've got right. kids. It's hard. You wake up weird yeah. situations. Yeah, Especially for someone good. who has an addictive personality, which is clearly like that's what you right. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's easier to just say, absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not going to do any of it anymore. Right. Um, so, but and the one thing I want to say, cause you mentioned craft beer. So this is, this is big for me. Cause I think there's two different mindsets. There's one where maybe earlier on the only beer that was really readily available was your, you know, Miller lights, Bud lights, things like that. And you're only buying that for one reason. And then all of a sudden there's this boom of craft beer, high-end liquors, and now it's so available all the time. So it opened up this whole new industry of people who just like want to try different things and taste, taste new um, flavors and whatever. So that's, that was a cool thing. And now you're starting to see that's getting abused maybe a little bit. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and it is so available. Like you were mentioning the, the beer list on a table as soon as you sit down. Right. Everybody's got, you know, 10 different beers and you got to try this different ones. You never had that one before. So it's just, it's just there all the time. So I think, I think there's people that will say, oh, I just like craft beer, higher end beer. I, I, I often say that uh, because of the truth. I like those higher end things to try, but Eventually, you can just use that to abuse it in the same sort of way that you would with anything else. Yeah, let's go here and really piss some people off. <laughs> That's Sarah, not That's Alicia. Do, it's so much fun. Alicia's, this is my voice. That's hers. <laughs> no, I don't. I Give mean, your social media information so people can contact you. <laughs> she doesn't even have it. <laughs> the queen of social media without social right? media. Do not okay. message the trendy bunny. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, honestly, if anybody's upset by this, you're going to have to do some self-reflection. Going to a brewery or a winery or a distillery or cidery, any of these things where you are going and taking your children and you are getting it in is normalizing taking your kid to the bar. That's the level that it's getting to now. And I've seen it firsthand. And I'm not talking about the people who pack up their family and go check out the food truck and it's similar to a dinner setting or a dinner or lunch situation where like you're right you're talking about the people who I'm are like talking, getting sloshed yes you're and bringing their kids your are sitting in the corner Correct. yeah because yes. that's happening see i've never stepped foot in those places so i actually don't know what you're talking about but i have heard this from so many different people i i did go to a market at a local uh, winery yes. and I was surprised to see so many families there. And at first I was like, this is pretty cool. Right. And then I noticed a woman that was like wobbling to the bathroom and I'm like, damn, I hope she doesn't have kids with her Yeah, because <laughs> you know, that's a problem. I used to have alcohol at the trendy bunny for certain events. We would do it for journaling and you know, adults only events at the trendy bunny. And I stopped it when my girlfriend, Emily Job, who gave me permission to use her name and her brother's name. Um, she owns Four Oaks Bakery. Her brother died tragically, not from alcoholism, but he very much struggled with sobriety. And she opened, he, he, he passed away this past year in a very young, very tragic way. And it really opened my eyes to somebody who really struggled with alcohol. And she said something to me that forever changed my life. She said, what if there is somebody that wants to come to your store for these events, but they're sober and they can't, and you can't come to a journaling class where we're talking about, you know, faith and God and, and self-love and self-care and those things. And Jake wasn't able to live a normal life because as he's struggling with sobriety, he can't go to Longhorn. 
right? Like right. there's, there's drinks everywhere. He's staring at the bar. He's, he's, he's getting those specialty drink menus. And I think there's this odd thing where like wine is in a different class all of a sudden then, and craft beer is now in a different class than, you know, alcohol. But at the end of the day, like people are still getting drunk on those things. Your children are watching and more than just your children. In addition to that, there are people who you don't know are struggling with sobriety and we need to be more inclusive to them. Maybe they're not going to go to a winery or to a brewery, but they have the right to go to a market. They have the right to go to a restaurant. So what, you know, what, what's some solutions to that? I don't know what the answer is, but I do think that it's worth having conversation about. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like back to Sarah's point about the kids in, in the bar setting, um, never a favorite thing of mine. Like <laughs> it just, a, I, I don't like kids and I'm just kidding. But, um, um, I hope just <laughs> not listening. That was Jordan. I'm that was Jordan. <laughs> so it's just like in that setting, I'm really trying to like cut loose and I'm having fun with my friends. And you know, if you're, if you, if you're somebody that smokes and stuff like that, I mean, or, uh, you know, you're loud and boisterous when you're drunk and you say fuck a lot. Like I do. Um, it's just like you, you don't want to have to watch your mouth in a bar. Like that's the worst thing in the world. And you're sitting there like having some drinks or whatever. And, uh, you know, you got somebody tapping you on the shoulder like, hey, man, there's some kids over there. And it's like, well, they shouldn't be here. Right. Not if it's not. And I mean, I see exceptions to that. Right. Like I know mm. some local breweries that have like family time. Right. They've got a food truck. They want to yeah. bring their kid down for a food truck thing. But if you're sitting there at nighttime right. and it's your space, I mean, there's a reason that alcohol is 21 and up. Right. So yeah. it's not. So you're saying it's not just the fact that we're drinking. But the language that we're supposed to be allowed to be, you know, using, feeling comfortable, some right, of the, yeah. the language and the stories that we're talking about when you're drinking, maybe not the best to have kids around. Exactly. So it's taking yeah. away from your experience as a patron of legal age, being at these places, having to monitor what you're saying. It Well, yeah. So it's taking away just the experience, I guess. But it's also like making you feel awkward. Like you start to feel like kind of bad about it. Like what you're doing. Right. And you really shouldn't. I but mean, yeah, like, you're not a you Chuck E. Mean? Cheese. You're not a Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. Although you can drink a Chuck E. Cheese. But, no, that's but I said, yeah. can you really? Yeah, there's beer at Chuck E. Cheese. It's a whole thing. We're in a fucking yeah. You can get pictures at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, you can. See, like that's but, weird. But the thing is, mm-hmm. and I said this before we hit the record button, I, I, whose fault is it on? Because if you're a business, you have to do that because you want those people to be there. You want, you want to create more revenue. So obviously right. you're going to open it up to families and they're not going to come unless they can bring their kids because they don't have a sitter or whatever the situation might be. So you don't be. go out. Yeah. Or, and I'm not or saying, you don't stay once those right. food trucks have left. Correct. That's, that's my right. point. I'm not saying you, I'm saying if it's a situation where it's just as similar as if you were going out to dinner, you're not consuming the amount of drinks at dinner that you would possibly at this brewery or winery. So if it's similar and you're having like a drink and you're there for the food and you're hanging out, that feels very different to me than what I have seen. I have seen it. I just want to be clear on who we're attacking here. We I'm not attack, even trying like, to attack anybody. I'm just saying. Like, I think she is. That's Sarah. <laughs> I'm Again, not. No, I'm saying like you there. If you feel some type of way about anything, and I'm Sarah saying has that's made a solution. She has had solutions to this. Correct. Like, okay. Your kid's gone by eight. Like, you know 8 what I mean? 8 p.m. and like, up. It's yeah, a 21 and up. So you're saying the business says at 8 p.m. 
Yeah, and as a society, maybe we start stop normalizing this. So if a child, again, I don't go to these places, so this is just not a well, thing for me. Well, this is from I'm me working kids, at them. So I don't, I'm only taking what you're telling me. Like, that's all that I know. I've never experienced anything or seen it with my own eyes. So let me just ask a couple questions. A child is not allowed, like, at a bar, right? right. And, and that always used to be the rule. So that's the rule, right? Yeah. Like, kids can't go in a bar. You have to be 21 or older. Right. So... What's different about a brewery right, or a winery? That's kind of where my confusion is. Like, like I what's think the they're difference? still very much bars. Mm-hmm. But you and, can see they're built in a way that actually markets almost to the family. It's an experience now. Correct. Where yeah. It's, where it's not just going to a bar to have a couple drinks. It's, there are a few bars in town that I see kids in all the time. And really? it, yeah, it happens. I didn't happens. think you were allowed to have kids in bars. I've seen it. Especially after okay, like so parades. Four here. Has or, anyone as a child been in a bar? Like mm-hmm. your mom brought you, dad brought yeah. you, grandpa. Yeah. I yeah. used to, yeah, I used to go to the, uh, the FO Eagles in Latrobe. It's like a, it's like a moose right, okay. or like social something club. like that, like a social club. So like, you know, my dad would go hang out with his friends and then his friends, kids were my friends. We were all on a baseball team together. So we'd go back and we'd do like the bowling machine or we'd play pool or do something like that while our- But you didn't think it was harmful in any way? No. No. Okay. No. I mean like- it turned out great. I, right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to interpretation. <laughs> Apparently, Alicia, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, I mean like I do remember like, you know, I'd be, I'd like go up to say something to my dad or something. And then like some old lady would give me like a bunch of quarters and be like, Oh, go play basketball or like go over there and hit the, the machine where you get the tickets. And I'm sitting there pulling tickets at like right. five years old, you know, hitting 400 bucks. And but I'm what's like, the well, so how much, yeah. What's how the much are they getting it in and who's driving home? And right, 15, yeah. <laughs> right? Like if I see a 15 or 16 year old at a bar, I'm like, well, that's inappropriate. Right. right like, yeah. So what's really the difference between a, a toddler and an adolescent? Like, I, I'm not sure yeah. that either one is more or less appropriate. Right. Like when I was that, when I was there, I mean, because our baseball, our practice space was right upstairs. So like the batting cages and stuff. It was also were a social upstairs. club. Yeah. So we're not talking just like a normal. Right. Like we had bar. birthday parties there when we were kids and stuff like that. Like you could rent out the rooms and stuff like that. Uh, not just in the bar, but throughout the building. And, um, but like when I was young, that really wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't a thing. Like I, I didn't think it was weird to be there, but like now that I would be the guy at the bar and if I would turn around and there were just kids running all over the place, I would be like, Hey, I don't want to drink here. Uh, just because it's fucking annoying. Right. Me. Um, B it's just, uh, again, you start to feel weird. Like why? I think I'm that's doing what I'm trying to get front. to. So like if a bar like is drinking. supposed to be 21 and older, like where, where did it start? What, what yeah. began children being permitted in the these establishments? Thing. That's what I keep trying to get back to. And I agree with everybody's opinion. I'm just saying he's neutral from, from a business. No, from a business standpoint, you want people to be there mm-hmm. for a longer amount of time because they'll spend more money. So now you see breweries adding a bunch of food options to the menu. Playrooms. Play, yeah. Now there's a playroom. There's a fun, there's, they have the games on. So they want you to stay for as long as possible. Yeah. So once, once dad or mom has a couple of beers and says, Oh, let's just hang out. You know, it's kind of forgets about the kids or doesn't. Right. Yeah. Attention to the kids. All of a sudden they're there for hours. The whole idea. Yeah. The whole idea is to make you forget about the fact that you have to go home to take care of the family. You bring the family with you and you dump them in a room with a bunch of fucking toys. You're off the hook. And then who's driving home? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. right. That's where I had the biggest problem is yeah. watching kids 
in a parking lot with one way in and one way out. So think about like who's driving in and out and they're playing hide and seek at 1030 in a parking lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, and to watch several adults all in the same group and there's a baby or two, your baby's not driving any of you home and you're all going beer for beer. And the craft beers are higher alcohol content. They are getting you twisted a little quicker than your Miller Lite does. Absolutely. So that's where, and I get what you're saying from a business standpoint. Yes. You want them there longer. You want them to spend money longer. You know, as a business owner though, there's lots of things we could do to get people in our space. It doesn't necessarily make it okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's lots of different ideas that have come across my ears. Like, oh, you could do this, this or this, but like my space is created for children. So you know, it's a little bit different. It's created for families. And we have every once in a while, we'll have, um, you know, a guest that has a private party and they ask if they can bring alcohol. And I don't have an issue with it. I know Sarah's a little bit different about that, but I do worry like, okay, if you're at a kid's birthday party, like, would you really need that? So right, we kind of yeah. set the tone if it's not something we do. And most of our customers just follow suit. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm wondering if somebody's driving home drunk. It's why I, I, I give, a lot of credit to these people who do have these kind of establishments because you are holding somebody's life in your hands oh, yeah. literally every day when they're in there drinking. And, you know, there's a social responsibility among humans. If I'm at a, if I'm at a situation at one of these breweries or wineries and I see parents drinking and they shouldn't be driving, I'm going to say something, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm going to say something. And I don't think a lot of people do because they're uncomfortable. Oh yeah. In that sort of situation. Have you ever, let me ask you this. Have you ever been, I know you pour beer. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like a parent should not be driving their child home? Mm, 100%. Well, there you go. And that's exactly, yeah. And that's why I, I I am a huge proponent for, is that even the word I want to use? I think that 8 PM on it should be 21 and over, or I would go so far as to say you either have like, a designated driver that is well known if you're walking in there with kids or there's like a drink max. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah but like even it. the drink max, I think is a, that's a different thing that's because tricky. like my husband's a big guy. Like it would take him so much well, alcohol also, to get drunk. That is a Me, thing. One glass. I'm, I'm out. Yes. That's yeah. a thing. And that's just a harder thing to navigate. Right. Doing. And you never know. So people's medications can mess with them. Like you have no idea. So what, what, a max for a drink for one person could get somebody completely smashed where it might not do anything. Well, and also I don't know the legality of this essentially, but I know, you know, as a bar, you can cut somebody off, Yes, but you can't really do anything about them driving or not driving. I mean, you can't hold someone somewhere. Can you? I don't you, know. I don't you know. You can say something, which is, I encourage. I've, but. I've seen lawsuits against, there's a, a bar out in export and they had gotten sued because somebody had driven home and, and they actually killed yeah. two children and they were, the bartender was sued. For letting that patron leave drunk. Yeah, listen, I should really, mm-hmm. really be more well versed in this because <laughs> because I take those tests and stuff. You um, hold a sense of responsibility. That's what I'm saying. I, just, I give them a lot of credit. You're holding people's lives. I do think up if they're drunk. I think driving. that you can. I think you're supposed to step in in some way. So my thing well, what is, gonna, what are you going to do? I mean, are you going to wrestle their keys off of them? I think you're supposed to probably like call, call the, the police. police. Yeah. Okay. 
But you that's can't, what I've you seen can't done. physically do anything, right? Yeah. Physical, physically. I don't believe so. No, I mean, but I think that's what the Good Samaritan law is. Like, if yeah. you see somebody that, yeah. that is putting someone else in harm's way, like, it's your responsibility, and you could you could be sued. It has yeah. happened. Yeah. You could be sued. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a lot of responsibility. I understand what you're saying about getting more people in your space, and, and the longer they're there, they do spend more money. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know, common knowledge. Right. But at what sacrifice? I'm just curious for me, the biggest thing is like, I've seen so many TikTok videos over COVID, like lots of people started drinking a lot more oh, yeah. to self cope. And, 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 and I don't hold anything against those people. Like, go ahead, do whatever you had to do to survive this pandemic. Like if that's what made you feel good, fine. But I don't think we've seen kind of an end to that yet. I think we're seeing more and more like the mummy juice generation, like just huge bottles of wine. Yeah. Everybody's just drinking, getting drink, getting it's drunk all the time somewhere. Right. Like, <laughs> I think we should focus more on what we can do to kind of step back a little bit. Yeah. Step back a little bit and think about like, what are we doing this to our bodies for? Don't forget that alcohol was never supposed to be, was never intended to be consumed this way. Alcohol was what we put in water because we couldn't drink it to kill the bacteria. So like, that's, that's how alcohol started. That's, really? that's what, why people consumed it in the first place. And now it's, you know, craft beer and wine and, you know, people use it for medicinal purposes and for fun and all those things. Yeah. But at some point, I think we have to be a little bit more reflective on why are we getting drunk all the time? Yeah. It's tough because I mean, like Ryan, you were talking about like, what is their obligation? And like, <clears throat> there's a whole different kind of thing. And Sarah, you could probably speak to this. Like you've got, you've got regulars and you have people that just come in. If you're a regular and you're there and you get too fucked up, that's nothing for the bartender who knows you, who is a friend of yours at that point, like friend air quotes, like, are they your friend, associate, whatever. But it's nothing for them to take your keys, call you an Uber, right? get you home. Right. If you're a person like that just walked in, you know, you're in town for like a night and you get fucked up and that person probably isn't going to take your keys. They'll, they'll call the cops and just say like, Hey, I don't know if like he drank before he got here, blah, blah, blah. You know, we only served him a couple of drinks, stuff like that. And of course they're not going to get themselves in trouble, but right. I mean, you know, medication, you could yeah. be on certain medication. I mean, make you completely wasted. Dude, I've taken uh, sinus medication. Mm -hmm and drank a beer afterwards, I was more fucked up than I've ever been in right. my life. Off of one beer and a sinus pill. Like I was like, Whoa, what is this? Um, it's crazy. I don't know it. I mean, and for a bartender to sit there and have to like monitor 50, 60 people and say like, okay, 200 you're people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh right. yeah. You're babysitting adults. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, th and there's people that, I mean, you know, like the two of us, we don't have a shutoff switch. Sometimes I can sit there and drink 20 Miller lights in a night and I'm still up. I'm talking, I'm having fun. I'm doing everything. And then there's other nights that like, I'll have like seven or eight and I'm slurring words and blacking out. Like it's, so it's let a me ask thing. you this. How old were you when you first started drinking? 20, uh, probably 20, 20. So yeah. I mean, really pretty close. Yeah. Where did you grow up? <laughs> Late trip. Huh? <laughs> I was too busy skateboarding you? and shit. Oh my god! Probably fifteen. Oh, now wow. I'm not going to say like regularly, but we were definitely splitting bottles of Mad Dog. I feel like and that's why I worry about my kids being around here. We were finding 
fields. Our friends had fields. Like, I mean, I think it's anywhere. I, I know. It's anywhere. I know. But I feel like there's like nothing. I to had do my here. first sip of alcohol at 25. And then I didn't drink again until I was like uh, 32, maybe 33. Yeah, I'm not saying I was like regularly drinking, mm-hmm. but definitely alcohol was not, was, yeah, 15 or 16 yeah. probably. I mean, we stole some beers from like my dad or my neighbor's dad. And like, I don't know, we'd sit there and like split a can of beer. And think we were badasses or something like that. But that was like once, you know, in a blue moon or something like that. How about you, Ryan? How old were you? I, I, I started, I guess at 21, I guess, because I I didn't really have access to it. I grew up in a home that didn't have alcohol in it at all. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I wanted to get to. Like, is there a correlation between? No, because mine didn't. Well, but I would, I would, I would freely say that after that, and then I did experience it. There were definitely times when I was younger where I was like, I went way too far with it. Oh yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's because I didn't have exposure to it at all. I don't know. Um, but that all came back around, but yeah, I, I grew up in a home where I actually looked at alcohol and I was like, Oh, this is the most evil thing. Right. Because that's just, that was my mindset. And then, um, once I got in an environment where people were enjoying themselves, I thought, Oh, this isn't that bad. Uh, and I don't know. I, I don't have those feelings anymore that it's totally evil or, but I totally agree with if you have an addictive personality or you've had some sort of trauma from it in the past, it's best to just yeah have nothing to do with it. Well, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't think it's completely evil. I, you know, I, there was a lot, there were a lot of times where I would envy people who could legitimately, just have a few beers and be totally fine. I, there was a long time where I could not understand what is happening that I have this and it's, there's no rhyme or re- there was never any rhyme or reason. I could never pinpoint why I would be completely sloshed sometimes with the same amount of alcohol. Like, you know, what is like the control group could be the same, mm-hmm. but the, the outcome is totally different, different, totally different. There was never any rhyme or reason to it. So it makes me wonder if I'm just like wired in a certain way where it just doesn't vibe for me and I'm fine with it. I don't struggle. I don't go to restaurants and see the drink menu and have a hard time. I didn't go through any like steps. I just decided that's, that's it. I'm done. So, I mean, I, I feel bad for people that they do, end up at Longhorn and, you know, are triggered because that has got to be terrible. Sorry, Longhorn. Yeah. Yeah, why do we keep saying Longhorn? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like some giant, like, corporate <laughs> conglomerate. Like, whatever. Do you even eat a Longhorn? Because I can't tell I, you. Well, I love chains. So, yeah, I'm going to. Well, we're sponsored by Texas Road. <laughs> yeah, so <I'm> attacking. <laughs> <laughs> Which one has the Bloomin' Onion? That's Outback. Texas Roadhouse. That's Outback. Texas Roadhouse has Texas it, too. Texas Roadhouse has it, too. I know the whole menu. No, but I think it's important to talk about sobriety because it's not something that I ever really dealt with in Mm -hmm. my life. I never had anyone really close to me that was sober because they had an issue with it. I had it from a a religious, what's the word I'm looking for? Somebody throw me a lifeline. Influence. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So like alcohol was never a part of our life in any way, shape or form. And uh, I'm grateful for that as an adult, because now I do see so many people struggling Mm -hmm. um, with addiction in so many different, you know, ways, not just alcohol, but going back to, you know, my friend, Emily's brother, Jake, who passed, I just can't stop thinking about 
how naive I am just as a normal, regular human walking around, not thinking anybody has any issue the next time I have an event with alcohol there. Like, oh my gosh, like you can have alcohol anywhere. You can drink it at your home. You can have it at a bar. You can have it at a brewery, a winery, uh, Longhorn. Sorry, Longhorn. Um, you know, anywhere. <laughs> so, but the awareness. I'm going to get a fucking right. cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jordan. That was no, Sarah but- that brought up Longhorn. Sarah. This is not no, uh-uh. <laughs> But the awareness of there are people out there that are yes. sorry, I think, is, is the main point. I one think of the we main should talk about least, that. Yeah. And that it shouldn't be weird to be sober. I don't think yeah. it is. Like, when somebody tells me they don't drink, my first thought is just, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I don't but, give a shit. But there's a reaction there's, of like, there, what? Yes. Really? Yeah. People yeah, do like, have that reaction. You want to drink. You just want one. Just drink. Really? I would, I would not never, at all. Not ever. Not even sometimes. No, of course you want it. Of course you want it. Yeah, but like, even if you're yeah. not talking about it, you're in an environment where it's so, so, so hard to go anywhere where there's not alcohol. Right? I mean... I think there's got to be some sort of easy solution there. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and I had talked earlier about maybe some problem solving. And what if there was some sober spaces that, you know, very, very um, smoking, non-smoking. Yeah. Section. Right. Like yeah. nothing crazy. But like if, if, if you are somebody, we want you to know that like the local at least is thinking about you. And and if you are somebody that's sober and maybe you don't want to announce it to the whole world, but you want to be able to go have a nice meal. Right. And not be staring at the alcohol. Yeah, if that's you know? something that triggers you, I mean, like, you have every right to not have that happen. Like, in a in not a be space, judged for it. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, like, listening to everybody's stories, and, like, one by one, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, I've done that. It's just, like, <laughs> like Monster Jam. We just went to Monster Jam on Saturday. Everybody, Everybody. was drunk <laughs> at Monster Jam. Everybody was drunk. Everyone. Like, was, I kept wait. thinking, like, these huge <laughs> Were you like, all at Monster chairs? Jam? I went. Well, okay. I was people were at Monster Jam. <laughs> Nobody can even see us doing our no. rock on. Okay. I mean, <laughs> beforehand we met, we drank, uh, drank some beers and then had dinner and went over to Monster Jam. Where uh, you paid forty nine ninety. What is? I was gonna say, what does a beer cost bar? at Monster Jam? It's ridiculous. Oh, it's like fifteen dollars for yeah. how, how much? Uh, Miller Lite, twenty four ounce. <laughs> they're like they're yeah they're big like twenty. Give you a big cans. cup, but they just pour the can in there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much six Fif- inches and of foam. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> it's it's just wild because like I mean you don't really think about it. I guess in in I don't really uh, think about that unless I'm in like a bar setting like with the kids and stuff like that. Like at home, we have a pool and a, I'm always barbecuing and stuff all the time. I've Weird, got beers. I've gotten a I have invite. Yeah, that's <laughs> odd that I haven't seen the pool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... Hmm. Brian, I just met you <laughs> in winter. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> wow, Jordan. Uh, summertime is coming up. <laughs> And you can come barbecue and swim with me while I get drunk in front of my kids. You tore down his pool as soon as he gets home tonight. He's like, never mind. At your house where you don't right, yeah. have to drive. Exactly. Yeah, and, but it is still that thing, though, where, you know, the next, like, one thing that really bothered me was the fact that, like, I was so high strung, like, all the time. And I'm trying to, like, tell these kids, like, you know, you got to do this. You got to listen to your mom. You have to do your chores. You got to get off the video games and do your homework. And then... Whenever I have a few drinks and we're playing in the pool, then I'm like, ah, fuck it. Don't do it. Yeah, come on. Let's hang out. Let's have fun. Blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, it turned into a thing where it's like, they're like, oh, drunk Jordan's awesome. He's the fun guy. And I'm like, fuck. I get that a lot. It's weird. And it sounds funny. And I laugh about it every time my wife brings it up. And every time the kids like bring it up, I laugh about it. But like deep down, I'm kind of like, shit, like 
do these no, people only guy. enjoy me yeah. when I'm drunk? You know what I mean? And it's I sucks. think that's true with a lot of relationships. Sometimes yeah. you have friends where you just, the only relationship you have, or maybe you had this relationship in the past, the only time you guys get together and, and have fun with each other is over drinks. Yeah. I, I've had those. And that's what I'm talking about with the, with the local, or, uh, you know, your regulars and stuff like that. Like you really, I had a, a pretty bad problem in, in, uh, college with drinking. And, uh, so my buddy like really just kind of like sat me down and was like, dude, you're calling these people your friends. Do you know their last names? Like, do you know who they are, what they do? And I'm like, no. And he's like, they're not your friends. They're like just acquaintances that yeah, you they're your bar sit buddies. with, you know, like you just sit and this is why I don't have drink beer. You know what I mean? And that was like, you know, I'd come home and, and wake up with like my eye just completely like blown out of its socket. And it's like, what happened? I cocked off to some dude and he punched me in the face. Yeah. Like, or, you know, we had a party and I fell face first onto a fucking sidewalk and then had my, uh, my painting teacher, uh, in college, take me to like a guidance counselor. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, it was like one of these like, uh, ambush type situations where I'm like being fed all this, like these pamphlets. And I'm like, uh, I'm a college kid. I don't know. Like, I know this is fucked up that my face right. is all like bleeding like, and shit. Now but- we're, we're normalizing that. Like we're normalizing <clears throat> right, yeah. consuming insane amount of alcohol. If there was a side effect, if this was a side effect from, from any other drug, it would be pulled, right? Like 100%. you get angry, you get anxious, you black out, you're hungover, you've got a headache. You can't remember things that happened. Those things would be pulled from the market, but we as a, as humans have socially made this so acceptable that it's funny, that it's okay. That like people can't wait to get to college to get sloshed. They're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I know it's 21, but like if you're in college, it's fine if you're drunk. Yeah. Right. And, and that's really what the point is. Like we've normalized alcohol in such a way that we have now, I think we need to take responsibility for that and kind of take a step back and say, Hey, if you are somebody that's maybe struggling, I wish I would have come prepared for like who you should reach out to in Greensburg. I don't know that, but maybe Sarah Petra, you could reach out to her. She probably knows people. I, yes, I most certainly do. Right? I feel like you're putting me on the spot, but I do. I, yeah, I absolutely sure you do. do. Yes, yeah. I so, definitely do. You know, if and you the are space somebody that's struggling for sure. Like the space is a sober space. That's what yeah. I'm trying to get to. Like we need There's no more spaces that there. are sober. Mm-hmm more restaurants that are sober and nobody's going to do it. Right. Because that's where the money is. That goes back to my point. point. Right. Yeah. So you can't necessarily be on the businesses. Uh, responsibility. Why can't you? Why can't you? By not like for me, I would love to take, I've got five kids and I've got, how am I going to say this without being like bougie? I I can, (laughs) I'll I'll drop a thousand dollars on dinner and I wouldn't care. Okay if you gave me the right space that I felt like you were giving back to this community and you were doing something really cool and you were giving back to the people who consistently support you, I'd go pay way more for your family time. I'll get your takeout or whatever. If I felt like you were creating a safe space. So what are you losing? Right. By not offering some sort of sober space like like Sarah. Does. Now, don't get me. Wrong. Listen, I had there were two different events where that one hope wine came because I have friends that sell it. But. It was like then what happened? Somebody asked. I had a conversation with somebody about being sober and about there not being a place. And then the more I thought I I don't drink at all. 
I just don't. So what does it matter if I have these things where there isn't alcohol and if I make it so that everything that's at the space is a sober event, you can go there every single time without fail and know that you never have to worry about it because guess what? You can leave there and then have your drinks and that with business your friends. Is thriving and you've got full classes for everything you put out. So that's, that's kind of what I'm getting to Ryan. Like what maybe are we sacrificing by not giving family time, I'm, we're sober giving somebody time, sober a really spaces. great business idea because I, there's yeah, always get to a Greensburg. Somewhere. Let's go. I don't disagree with you guys at all. I just, I'm I'm not defending. No, I'm no, not. No, I know, I know. I just want to say, I, I don't think it can necessarily be on the businesses. It's totally on. It's on them because liquor licenses in Pennsylvania are outrageously expensive. To correct, get. and it's because Pennsylvania is corrupt and alcohol and it's a <laughs> monopoly and all that kind of stuff, and. So they're so expensive, yet people get them anyway because they know they're going to make that money up. Right, yeah. Because Correct. it's extremely popular. Now, I admire the fact that you would rather pay a lot more money for a place that's providing a positive opportunity, and I think that's great, and I wish more people had that mindset. I think a lot of people do is what I'm saying. I think a lot of people do, but I think the majority just wants that experience for that night. Uh, they want to do happy hour or whatever it might be. They want that experience, and the business knows that and they can create that experience. And so, yes, there's a huge, I, I love the space and there's a huge need for that. I just don't think it's, it's not profitable. So it's not going to happen. I mean, I think it could be restaurants close so frequently. They have to do what they have to do to stay open. Yes. I'm just playing devil's advocate for the, no, for the I get it. I understand. It, it's, it's sometimes necessary. And I, I know if I was opening a restaurant, I would think, man, I got to get a liquor license because of course. That's, that's where the money is. Right. Yeah. And your servers really want to serve at a place where there's alcohol because they're going to make more that's, tips. Yeah, and, that's where you make tips. Yeah. See, I'm on this. I'm, I sometimes wait tables cause I do 8,000 things in life, but I'm on this, I'm in this place where I would love to work somewhere that just has killer food and I don't even have to worry about drinks. I wish I had a drink right now, to be honest. Like, I want to make sure everybody knows that's listening. Like, these are four completely different perspectives. For sure. Right. And, yeah. you know, I'm not dry by any sense of the ima imagination, but I do hate when people, when I say like, oh, I don't drink and they want like an explanation from me. You know, I don't drink because I have a bazillion children at home. I don't drink because I don't think it's an appropriate space. I don't drink because I don't want to be hung over. Um, and when I do decide to drink, like I have a responsible conversation with my husband or whoever I'm with who's driving. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's not that difficult to do. Right. And I'm not uh, just a personal opinion. I would never take my children to any bar atmosphere in any way, shape or form. One, I have too many of them. And, and two, I just don't think that that's something that would would make me happy. Yeah. Um, but I don't have an issue with it. I do think what Sarah said earlier about, you know, that she has seen parents driving home with their children that are mm -hmm. drunk, like that's super inappropriate. But even if they didn't have children, like you could kill my kid, right? You know, my yeah. kid could be driving home and you could hit us. So, you know, I think it's really important that if you are one of these people who are constantly at the bars and, you know, maybe that's your, your hangout, like, you see something. Well, in 2022, something. there's no reason for it anyway. Like right. even Greensburg has Ubers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's a fact. I mean, at one point, and I'm not excusing drunk driving, but at one point, like, what are you going to do? We're not My mother-in-law, who is 80 years old, is an Uber driver. I love it. She makes yeah. a killing. That's what I'm saying. She drives That's home awesome. like all the drunks in Shadyside. Yeah. 
Yeah. But even Greensburg has our grandkids up for like extra tips. It's amazing. <laughs> like Gabby. That's but awesome. like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're right. You can just Uber. And yeah. honestly, it's Greensburg. Like most of us could walk. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you have to, if you have to walk or you have to take an Uber, I mean, you can do it. Uh, there's no sense in, in doing the drunk driving thing. Uh, Listen, I'll drive you home. I've Message me on the times. local 724 oh, podcast. Oh, there you go. There you go, Jordan. That would be great. I'm not going to be the one. I'll be the yeah. one that's drunk that Sarah's it's driving over. home. Jordan will be literally texting Jordan the Jordan will already be there. Right, yeah. No, like, I mean, there's there's been easily, I mean, a million times that I have driven questionably. There's I'm been a, so glad you're there's been a million that, times Jordan. that I've driven completely fucked up, like completely past the fuck out drunk. Uh, and luckily, somehow it never caught up with me. And now I'm just like very adamant about like uh, if we're going to be somewhere, we should get an Uber, um, go stay at a hotel. We'll do that a lot. Yeah. If we're down in same. Pittsburgh. And that was, you know, sometimes that's not like a luxury that everybody has that like, Well, then hey, you can't just, be drunk and right. not have a ride home. Sorry. Yeah. So it's just, there is a way to find rides. I mean, Lyft, Uber, there's a million ways to, to do something. You know what I mean? Well, an adult should safe. plan their night and stick to it. You know, yeah. if you, if you plan to do what you're going to do, have a ride home. If yeah. you plan to go to a brewery or a winery with kids, stick to one drink, two drinks, and then go home at a reasonable time. Stick to that plan. Because I think some people just go and, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they just get caught up in the experience. Yeah. And, and it does happen. I mean, like we had the, uh, I don't know, there was an event on uh, Pennsylvania Ave over the summer and uh, there was like a dunk booth and do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like barbecue food trucks yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, was, and uh, like a dunking Pittsburgh, booth. Pittsburgh, is that it? The Pittsburgh party on Sundays on Pittsburgh Street Party? I don't know. I don't know it? what it was. Sorry but, if I'm getting that wrong. Yeah, I had. I don't know, but like we were there, it was, uh, me, Jess and our youngest Nico. And then we ran into, uh, friends of ours who also have a kid and those two kids are in class together. So of course we went down to invisible man and we're hanging out and we're drinking, uh, just having like a couple beers. And so then at that point, my wife was like, all right, I'm not going to drink. You guys have fun, do whatever. And you know, she hung out and had fun with us, but you know, probably not as much fun, but it was, you know, somebody has to do that. Yeah. And you know, sorry. I actually have fun in those situations. Actually, sorry like to my wife that it's never me. Around says. a bunch of drunks. <laughs> I'll be the one that they're always sober. so funny. And yeah, I don't mind. Like I'll yeah. be the sober one. Yeah. I'm always the designated driver. Every bachelorette party. I've been the stupid designated driver, yeah. like all of it, because it doesn't mean enough to me to drink. So I've always just kind of volunteered to do that and been running a lot of people around at, you know, three or four o'clock in the morning that live in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> so that was never a lot of fun. Yeah. But I mean, there's always one person in the group that's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think willing to do it. Yeah. But that's common sense. I mean, it should be common sense, but nothing is as scary in this entire conversation as what you said, you know, seeing people that are driving home drunk. And I think a lot of people are in your position and they have driven home questionable. Mm -hmm. They're just not um, brave enough to say it. Well, that's what I was just going to say that I'm glad you said that because I hope nobody thinks that I'm trying to say I've never driven drunk because I've been in your shoes as well. Yeah. And I'm not proud of it. Oh, no, not at all. Like it's, it's fucking embarrassing. 
And, uh, yeah, it and shouldn't as be it should be. It shouldn't, it yeah, it shouldn't be like, well, I mean, it hasn't happened yet. Right, so right, keep right. Under these headphones, my ears are bright fucking red right now. But that's but okay. It, I'm glad that you have, you know, the balls to be yeah. able to say, I did this and it's a huge mistake. And now as a, as a husband and as a, as a father, you can see how scary it is because it's mm-hmm. not just you that you're hurting yourself. Like I am terrified every, every time my son has to drive home late from Cal U, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, anybody can be driving on those roads drunk. And for sure, it's not just you that you could hurt. You could hurt anybody. I know there was a, a little boy um, killed recently out on Route 22 from a drunk driver. And, you know, he and his mom are just going home from baseball, baseball tournament. You know, they're yeah. not getting home till 10 o'clock at night. That's what alcohol can do. This is where I'm trying to get to. This is not my religious belief. I'm not trying to, like, preach about alcohol. I do consume alcohol myself on occasion. But if this were a prescription medication, it would be pulled from the market because of what it does. Or you'd lose your license. So there are four people in this room that are saying, hey, let's normalize talking about, you know, being responsible, <laughs> being responsible yeah. drink, when, when we drink. Because we've got some awesome bars in Greensburg. Even though I'm not the most responsible awesome drinker breweries. in the world. I'm still saying, yeah, that should happen. It should happen. Right. It should happen. And it should happen for myself, too. I mean, like. Uh, I know my wife's going to listen to this and like, look at me and be like, you are a fucking hypocrite. Like you're saying that these things should be in place, but like you don't fucking do any of it. And I don't, um, it's, it's a very weird thing because like, and that's why like, I don't understand when somebody says they're sober, why people like think that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, right. That's what Sarah's <laughs> trying to get to. About, like, it's not weird. Yeah. How about a guy that f- falls down a flight of 22 steps and ends up on the floor with people screaming their face right. off, call an ambulance. Why, why then, do we think uh, that is, by the way? I just get up and say, hey, oh, and out the door I went. Why? why? <laughs> like, why is that so weird? Does That's the thing. Like, why is that funny and, like, acceptable right. in some circles? But, like, just saying, like, hey, I'm sober. I think it makes people feel better because most people are drinking, and so it makes them feel better about So a majority themselves. type situation. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I don't give a shit. Or, like, or yeah, it could be like an insecurity thing. Like I'm drinking because everybody else around me is drinking. Right. And then let's point at the one that's not. Right. Yeah. Which is. And like, I'm not sheet. as bad as that guy who's falling down those stairs. Right. right. So like yeah. it right. makes you feel more secure about what <laughs> you're doing. I've done it Society all. has normalized this in such a way that it's absurd. I mean, we could talk about marijuana and how that's like not uh, normalized in any way, shape or form, uh, at least to the mainstream society. I know no, we some still have people in jail over it. Right. Like I know some states and I, and I don't mean to preach because yeah. I really don't know. Uh, I'm just, you know, a mom. And, you know, I, I, I hear what my kids tell me, what they're doing and what their friends are doing. And they kind of like, we have a very close relationship. So I, I know a lot about what the teenagers are doing here mm-hmm. in Greensburg. I mean, everywhere. But I've always said to my husband, if I had to choose between weed and alcohol with my kids, like I wish they would just smoke weed. Yeah. That's it. I don't want them to do anything. <laughs> and drive. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, but uh, but I have an issue with that too. Like I don't, I, mean. want, I don't want I don't want, want you do anything I don't want you right. smoking weed and driving either. Like I don't want you doing any of those things. Uh, but dude, you shouldn't be too tired and drive. Like right. I mean, well, yeah, somebody just hit hit a car, um, ran into a house in Murraysville just a, a couple yeah. days ago. Night ran shift into nurse. A house? Yeah, seven thirty in the morning. Guy's coming home. He's worked the night shift, and I've been in that situation. I worked night shift for thirteen mm-hmm. years, so. I've been there. I used to like blast riot. Like let's start a riot. <laughs> like the only like actually cool song I've ever listened to. I used to. to think that was saying, let's start it, Ryan. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Let's start it, Ryan. We should start it. 
Speaking of that song, actually, I just brought that song up to my kids because they told me that I only listen to Christian music and I'm boring. And I was like, really? Because I used to rock out to some heavy metal before I met your dad. <laughs> And they were like, that's not heavy metal. (laughs) That's what they told me. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a normalization of marijuana the same way that there is about alcohol Mm -hmm. consumption, except those side effects are not the same. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to die from alcohol withdrawal. Not you are going, you can die from alcohol withdrawal. That's a fact. You cannot, you cannot die from marijuana withdrawal. I've, I mean, I would really didn't look into that specifically, but I would think that that would be pretty hard to do. But alcohol, that's yeah. a very real thing. You can die withdrawing from alcohol. I mean, so why, if it, why is it so normal yeah. then, right? Like you're saying these crazy things about alcohol. Why is it totally normal to get sloshed? The government makes it's, money on it. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, <laughs> yep. it makes people money. People make money on it, not just the government, people. People do things that are going to kill them. I mean, like, yes. you know, I eat too much red meat. Yeah, I, used I went to smoke cigarettes. That was uh, crazy. I drink alcohol. Well, um, and the thing about alcohol specifically is it's alcohol is always an excuse. Like if you mm-hmm. go too far with alcohol, you always have this excuse. And I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying there's always this excuse of like, oh, I'm sorry. I was drunk that night. Yeah. And, and so it's like, oh, okay. You know, you, Do you know how many what? of those fucking texts I've had to send yeah. over my entire life? Yeah. And the so, next morning I'm texting like bartenders and I'm saying, Hey, if I was uh, acting up in your bar last night, like, don't, you know, I'm not that guy. Blah, so blah, let blah, me blah. ask you, Jordan, just because you are somebody that likes to drink, right? Yeah. Uh, what is it about it that you like? Uh, I think that it's just like, I always say like, I'm just kind of like relieving stress, you know, just kind of like kicking back and relaxing. Uh, so it relieves Just kind of like, yeah. Like, Would you say it's a hobby? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like when I get, like doesn't you said, know this is actually an intervention. That's right. Like, yeah. Totally like, wait a minute. Right what the like, fuck is happening? The police, the police are outside. The police are outside. Right here. Yeah, no. um, <laughs> yeah. It like, I mean, when you get together with, uh, like-minded people, say like, uh, craft beer drinkers, then you'll get together and be like, Oh, Hey, so-and-so just released a new beer. Let's go check it out. And like you're sitting there with all your nerdy fucking friends talking about like, well, there's fucking chocolate hops in this one or, or <laughs> chocolate malts and fucking citra hops and this, this and that. And it's like, okay, like there's people around you that are there to, you know, drink and stuff and, and they're there to get fucking destroyed. And then you, you know, you got the nerd group walking in that are there to like analyze your shit. Um, it's the people are like just drink for different reasons, I think. And it's like me personally, I drink to have fun. And I think I'm having fun. I'm always having fun until I'm fucking not (laughs) like it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm not in the driver's seat anymore. Like I've been asleep for hours. What is walking around and continuing to drink is not fucking me. It's J-Dog. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, whole different guy. So what about you, Ryan? You, you drink? Well, so I used to be at a point where I drank to have fun. That was probably in the college era. Mm-hmm. Now and and like I'm I'm open about I love whiskey I talk about that all the time um, I collect it and so I like those higher end things because I there was a point where I was drinking one glass of whiskey every day because I wanted to get my palate corrected so I could taste all those different things you know so now I look at it as more of an experience um, but I I'll go out to a restaurant or a bar and have a drink or two drinks or whatever um, that you know, aren't whiskey or aren't higher. So what is it about alcohol that you like? 
Um, I, I like the, honestly, I, I like to say that I like the different tasting notes and things like that because I do look for them. Like you mentioned yeah. the chocolate and that's a joke, but it, but it's true. Like I do, there are certain tastes of craft beers that I like and there's certain tastes that I don't. And so I like that experience. I like my favorite thing. I don't just like sitting there drinking by myself. I like to sit with a group of people and say, yeah. Hey, are you getting this? Or you, do you like this or whatever? Social, social aspect. Yeah. I'm going to change my order and that's what I'm going to put in. It's a social aspect. Yeah. I think that's I mean, why it's cool though. There is like, we had what I called beer school at the one brewery that I worked at. It is, there's a whole science behind it. Mm-hmm. There like the craft beer industry is really cool. And like, I used to love some whiskey. So like I get all of these things and that's why I wish I could be more normal about it. But because I cannot, it's fine. I'm fine without it. And I've realized that, but I, and I'm not knocking the people that have these, you know, it's, it is like a hobby. It's a thing that you are trying to learn more about. And then some people get into like home brewing or distilling. It's like a whole cool, it is like science. It's really I do think cool. it's very cool. Like my space is next to invisible man. And man, what is his name? Um, that brews their beer downstairs. Ted. Yes. Ted like, Mellers. Okay. So my kids are obsessed with that guy. Like Ted's they love awesome. him. He's very cool. And he knows so much yeah. about what he's doing. And sometimes I get into a conversation with him and it's really incredible. It's like interesting. What, yes. It's very interesting. It's a science to it. He's very passionate about it. And I'm sure like the majority of breweries, I'm sure they're very passionate about it, but that's what I mean to say. I mean, there are some really cool places in Greensburg and I, I don't want anybody to think like, you know, that this conversation was like anti no, you not right. by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I'm going to get a text from every bartender you. in town. No, They're going to be like, fuck I don't think you, it dude. Is that. I, I just saw just... you yesterday. <laughs> no. You'll be, you'll be like down at the bar. You'll get a text. Exactly. <laughs> the conversation here? really came up uh, one day at my house with myself, Sarah, uh, our girlfriend, Emily, and and Kelsey about mm-hmm. how cool it is that, that the space, Sarah's space, is sober. Yeah. And it's the first time I've heard that's of a good sober for you to space. Have that conversation, though. Yeah, and and that's why we were here today. So, lots of different perspectives. I think it's a really important thing. If somebody does say like, "Hey, I don't drink," like, remember that they're thing. out there. It's not weird. It's yeah, not don't a weird make them thing. Feel weird. Like, big deal. Yeah, like, Scientologist is weird. Okay, right? is <laughs> not weird. I you can, I can you can I can email agree. Sarah Petro about the Scientologist comment too. It's Sarah Petro. <laughs> that was Sarah. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of ways to be social and not drink too. I mean, like I, I like the social aspect graduation party, right? Like you're celebrating. I had alcohol at my son's, my oldest son's graduation party. Um, and I, afterwards I thought it was a little bit bizarre that I did that. Like it's an 18 year old. Yeah. Can't even, can't even drink yet, but like you're having alcohol there. Yeah. And that's weird. That's how normalized it is. I was there. And I drank. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> uh, it's just a very bizarre thing that yeah. it is so normalized that even around people who it's illegal to consume, we're consuming it. Yeah, maybe let's normalize pulling it out of some areas. Like making it more adult. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, that. what if I really did struggle? I feel bad for the people who, if they don't drink, are afraid to say they don't drink because it's so... It really... And I know, you know, I know you don't think it's weird but not everybody has that mindset like people do yeah sometimes look at me like, like do you what are you about how many times does this happen i've heard i can't i feel like it you. happens to me all the time yeah I mean, it probably happens over. to me more because that's some fucking asshole that came and is just like he's the same guy that would be like can't trust the skinny chef 
Like he's the fucking yes. asshole that's just trying to make his friends laugh. That's I don't it. think I so because in my experience, like, like every chick has always asked me, like any so any time we've ever had anything and I don't drink, I'm like I don't drink. And what I mean to say is I don't drink except on very rare occasions. And yeah. every time they're like, "What do you mean you don't drink? What do you mean you don't drink? What do you mean you don't drink?" Yeah, you shouldn't have to explain it. Yeah, I you don't think you shouldn't all. have to explain like, it. Just keep rolling. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, because it's a social thing, I think people have more fun when more people are drinking. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it more fun. Well, yeah. that's like anything. Yeah. yeah. More of the merrier type deal. So you right. want everybody to be a part of it. And yeah. then when someone's not a part of it, there's that awkwardness. I mean, I'm, I'm totally guilty of sitting at the bar, having fun. And then people kind of come to me, whether it's my friends or people down the bar, they slide down and we start having a better time. And then more people come in and we start having a better time. And then like before the end of the night, I'm buying rounds of shots for everybody because I want everybody in the bar to have as much fun as I'm having. See, I feel like you've been and, brainwashed in that way. Right? Like that is like the alcohol industry telling you to do that. Like no doubt. I have never been to a restaurant and been like seafood for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. Like I've never done that. I've never if been you like, decide okay, to guys, do that, I'm gonna kill everybody gets sushi today, but there's something about only this alcoholic beverage. Like nobody right. buys everybody a Coke. Right. Or, like nobody or, buys everybody a Mountain Dew. Like it's always <laughs> that. And you're like the cool guy in the room. If you do that, why yeah. is that? Why is that acceptable to buy everyone a drink, but it's not acceptable to do that in any other thing, like nothing else. Everyone gets a cigarette. It has the stigma stigma of being like a celebratory thing. Yeah. You you go to a wedding and you raise a toast because it's a celebration. Yeah. What do you say? Bridal bridal Like the shots at the bridal Mm -hmm. dance and all that Yeah, so it it has the stigma of being a celebration. And so, Jordan, when you're talking about bringing everybody in, we're potentially celebrating something or having- A Sunday afternoon. That's it's a what great I mean. thing. That's Maybe. not actually like a celebration, <laughs> right? like a so, wedding. Sure. But that's, that's what I was talking about earlier with the like, it's a special occasion. Like you trick yourself into thinking that like every day is a special occasion. You can do this because mm-hmm. you just want to. Right. You know, that's what I do with Twinkies and I was just going to say, no, I do that with sugar. <laughs> she really does too. Like she actually has a thing I really for sugar. I sent you a message and said, who's bringing cookies? She really does. Like at you first did. I, I saw it was that. Like and I was joke, like, but the last few years another... I'm like, no, she actually I'm does really have like serious. a sugar thing. <laughs> yeah. Very I've fun. been raining it in. No, but I mean, for sure. You Two tried a couple weeks. You made it. You made it. Anyway, anything <laughs> else? What do we got? I, I don't know. I'm I mean, personally going to Longhorn after this. I feel like some <laughs> right? guilt about this conversation. I, I find Why? it to be odd. I don't know. I'm feeling guilty. I feel like people are going to think like we're anti-brewery or winery or any of those no. things. Like I'm not those things. Neither am I. I work no. in them. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah like works I in the- I literally work in the industry. Alicia, you and I have drank together. Me and Ryan have drank together. No, no. I'm not bashing anybody's Everybody, choices. I'm just saying let's yeah. normalize celebrating in a different way. Let's yeah. normalize- yeah not drinking at every single function Mm -hmm. just being cool with people i mean if you choose not to fucking skateboard i'm not gonna make you skateboard i have one question though like have intentional gathering like you know emily's brother jake that i keep talking about Mm -hmm. when he's struggling or when he was alive and he was struggling like where where do you go I'm not saying like recovery or anything and like where do you go to like not just i'm not even i'm not trying to be funny or anything you know but if i were in that position i would probably go more places kind of like Eaton Park, Denny's, things Eaton like Park. that. And like, See, but that and that's, sucks. and it does it's suck sad. because it's not Eaton fucking, Park Denny's, Denny's, but like, it's I don't not great, shit. It's not great food. So screwed right? here. It's like, not, it's not the best. Park. Damn it. But like, that's, that's kind of the place that you 
those are the types of places that you would have to go. See, don't you think that's sad? Like, don't yeah, you think they should be able to walk into a normal restaurant and just be like, can I just yeah. sit away like from the, the bar? I like the sober or, section idea. And like, and nobody's going to do that. To play devil's advocate, awesome, everybody is going to say on the other side of this, like, you should be able to control yourself. That's what everyone's going to say. But it goes back to the whole, like, you are sober, pull your bootstraps up or fucking, (laughs) if you're a heroin addict, right? Like the road to recovery for street drugs is like, remove yourself from those situations. Right. Yeah. That is what you're talking about. Removing yourself from alcohol is so difficult. Like Mm -hmm. you can't go to Olive Garden. Right. Right. Where can you go outside of the space? That's, that's really what I'm trying to get to. Like the space is a place that is sober and she's very um, open and honest about why she's she's created this sober space and outside of, you know, Eaton park or Denny's, I guess you could take out from those places. Right. Yeah. I mean, like it's going to be a little harder. It's going to be a little harder for you. I mean, that's why I think we should be more sensitive to it. Yeah. Should be more sensitive. And you know, don't have your kids at the bar. Yeah. It's not fun for anybody. No food trucks. And trust me when they're running around saying the, saying the C word and they, cause they heard it from uncle Jordan at the bar. Don't, uh, (laughs) Just don't get angry. Start calling you Uncle Jordan. We got, <laughs> we got bigger problems. We got bigger problems. That's always like the creep thing. Right. Like Uncle Jordan from the bar. Right, come sit on Uncle Jordan's leg. <laughs> no. No. It's not Fucking, good. Honestly, I mean, you're at a bar with your kids and your kids come home and they start uh, they start swearing, they start saying shit. I you start really to curse have to, a lot when I'm drinking. Yeah, you have I to think do. as a person, like I know we're talking about like who gets the blame here. I always blame parents. Sorry. That's what's going to happen. Damn I her. always blame parents. I, I, I'm if your you. kid's like being a fucking asshole on a plane and you're not doing anything about it, if you're just letting it happen, it's your fucking fault. It's not the airline's fault. Well, I mean, like, no, yeah, like you, it's like your child. You need to do something about it. So you shouldn't bring your kids to a bar. You just really shouldn't. It's not a place for them. Like, and there's still a lot of bars that like you can smoke in and stuff like that. Really? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. There, you, can yeah, smoke, yeah. you can smoke I mean, in a lot like of places, carries, right? especially in. Are we allowed to say? You can, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you can smoke allowed in, in there. You can smoke <laughs> in but are kids allowed in those establishments? I have. I'll tell you, I've never seen a kid inside of Harry's or Toads. I've there never seen a kid your safe in one of those places. Um, That's your safe space, <laughs> right? Yeah, let's we all, have messed up so many all things on toads this podcast. So maybe this one like is the not only ones are going to thank us after this one. Seriously, like, thanks yeah. for the shout out, man. I want to I say this about the parents. <laughs> I had, there's this guy. He was actually my, oh my gosh, ex-girlfriend's dad. So that's weird. But back in high school. <laughs> and we got in this weird, like, intimate conversation of like, what would you do differently as a parent? Mm. And the one thing he said was, and, and this is a guy who never, I've never seen him have a drink in his hand, nothing. Just was totally sober his whole life. Uh, I don't know if that's because of a reason or whatever, but for the length of time I knew him, he never drank anything. And he said, if I could go back, I'd love to ride on the lawnmower with one beer once a week and then drink it and then put it away and not have another one. And I was like, really? And this is me who didn't grow up around alcohol. And he said, I wish I could model for my kid that having one beer is okay. And also not having a beer is okay. And so what he was doing is he was just living his life, not having anything at yeah. all. And so, you know, if your kid doesn't have exposure to anything, then they're going to, they might go out and while out, or they might think, oh, that person's in, is bad. So I'm going back to this nature, nurture parent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
exposure and explaining and being responsible and modeling for your kid is super important. See, I can vibe with that because I also cannot, I can't model that for my children. You, you, I but cannot. You, but you can have a conversation about it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's the same reason my children all nine and under know how babies arrive. <laughs> I've, I've been very the open story, and honest right? with my kids. No, I have no. five sons <laughs> and four of which I have a 20 year old now. So, and, and we talk about alcohol a lot. We talk about everything. Mm-hmm. And my 20, my 20 year old can't wait to be 21 because he wants to have a beer while he plays video games. Like that's what he can't wait for. Right. And, and part of me is like not in my home. Right. Because you have these other little brothers, but I also want him like, that's a gift when you turn 21, like you, you are legally able to do those things, but because we're kind of a sober home, he looks at that. Like, it's like the, like this huge thing, like having a beer while he plays a video game. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was glad that his response, and he talks about this all the time. Like come to my house, he's going to say it to you. (laughs) Like it's going to come up. Like he's been talking about it for years. But I was glad already that it wasn't, me. there you go. No. I was glad that <laughs> his reaction wasn't like, I can't wait to go to a bar. Yeah. Like that kind of made me happy because, you know, there's a lot of bad things that happen at, at bars. There was a shooting at a local bar. <laughs> like those things are scary to me and mm-hmm. you have no control over that. And that, that is one of the reasons that I, I grew up without any alcohol because of religious beliefs. So there's a lot of people that won't be able to do, you know, what your ex-girlfriend's dad's advice was. <laughs> um, but I, because I didn't grow up around alcohol, I did think it was a very shameful thing. And getting back to what you were saying, like I've modeled that for my children that it's okay to have alcohol if there's an occasion that calls for it. Um, but I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer. Some people grow up with no alcohol and they have an issue with it and vice versa. Yeah. How would you feel about kids listening to this podcast? Mm. They won't. Only Longhorn and Eaton Parker <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get letters. Uh, I, I don't want that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I mean, it would have a responsible conversation. It wouldn't bother me. Well, so I mean, adults like, have to have I've been trying to get Jordan to have a teenage, teenagers on here for yeah. a couple years now. Yeah. Like, I think it would be really cool. Teenagers love podcasts and they love to talk. Yeah. And they actually are she has a couple. so brilliant. Not Phew. mine. Not No, God, I'd be mortified. But um, <laughs> no, teenagers are awesome like they're just these little human beings that everybody hates because they're just little shits yeah (laughs) and they're really selfish but if you can get past that like they are changing the world man like they are just they're they're so convicted in what they believe and they say and they do and they think and they're just they're amazing they're so much smarter than us they are the only reason that like they can't do anything is because they are literally smarter stronger faster thinner (laughs) than all of us like they actually hold the power they just don't know it. Well, now they do. <laughs> no, they the won't secret. listen to Way this, to go. Jordan. Yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if anybody listened to this that was a kid. I, mean, I think like, if you got some teens on here in this very conversation, they would they would share some. I, th- I think there would be, a, you'd probably be surprised. I think like it doesn't seem like you're seeing as many kids these days act like kids back in our day. Like I'm 38 too. So like, you know, there would be these spots you know, senior skip day, everybody oh, they still skipped school. And like, we went to these just home. spots and yeah, we would drink, you know, like that was, uh, you know, one of the occasions that like I drank before I was like 20 or 19 or whatever. Um, but I don't really see that with like kids today, really. 
I mean, and maybe it's just because like our kids aren't interested in any of that shit. Like right. it's no, I think it is a big thing. I mean, I have a lot games. of teenagers and they're not only do I have the teenagers, but I have, I'm kind of like the hub. Yeah. Right. So like, because there's so many of them, we're pretty strict about where they're allowed to go. So everybody's just at my house all the time. And I am listening to what they're saying without them really knowing that I'm listening to what they're saying. And they're just so much smarter than us. Like yeah. they have seen the problems with alcohol, with drug abuse. Uh, even when we were watching like the halftime show, you know, my kids who love some trap music, right? Like some yeah. really inappropriate stuff that they listen to. Um, they were like, well, that's a, that was gross. What he just said, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. And they were like, that's a little, I wouldn't have said that. So yeah, I had to like break down who Eminem was. They, Ugh. they didn't, they didn't know. That hurts. It, I know it hurt me too. But then I started Googling how old the dudes were that were performing. And I was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not that old. Yeah. I think Dr. Mm. Dre's 58 right now. Yes. Really? At uh, wow. 50 cent is like 49. Mary J. Blige is 50. I felt bad. Cause how like a lot of people are saying now he's like a buck 50. <laughs> <laughs> Poor 50 yeah. cent. Yeah. He, I was like, come on guys. He still looks good. <laughs> he's 50. What yeah. do you want? Snoop Dogg's still like 84 pounds. Snoop Dogg's the man. <laughs> but uh yeah we've, but back uh, then they were talking about alcohol and weed and gin and juice yeah, yeah. i mean that's the name Lay of the song right that. gin and juice yeah. <laughs> i don't know i think uh it was a pretty good conversation i think and i don't Except for longhorn right yeah. yeah sorry uh i don't i don't think that like Play a drinking game with longhorn <laughs> every, time right, yeah. every time you hear it drink there it is um, yeah we're just gonna leave it there see you next time <laughs>